Hello and welcome to the Flix Forum podcast where each episode we go back and we look at a Netflix original film in the order of release. Today we have Netflix 295th film from 2020. It's the Norwegian psychological thriller horror called Cadaver. It's directed by Jaran Hedal and stars Git Wit, Thomas Gulstad, and Thorborn Ha. I'm Jesse, I'm your host. Thanks for joining me today. As always, if you're keen on checking this film out, give us a pause and come back a little bit later on because we will spoil this as we go and discuss this film. We do start our show with The Fast Flicks where we do a quick little summary of what the film's all about. So this one's about a family who are enticed into a hotel for a night of food and warmth in a desolated world. <sighs> Intriguing. This one's um, this one's got a really short runtime, so not going to have a lot to say as well as it's also an international feature. And Unfortunately, with a lot of the Netflix international films, it's quite hard to find anything out about the film. So the the only thing that I could see online was that this was listed as the first Netflix original film from Norway, which is incorrect because I know we've done a Norwegian film on this show before. Um, there was a film called 22 July, which was way back at the start of this show. So um, incorrect <laughs> fact on that one. Um, the cadaver, I had, to, you know, the, a cadaver is a human corpse. So that obviously ties in a lot with the title of this film and gives you a bit of context, especially when we look at the international translations for this film, because in Greek, this is called the corpse hotel. So that makes sense. In Hungarian, it's called behind the mask. I actually like that title because in this film, people are <clears throat> asked to put masks on to cover their identity so that's a good title too in japanese it's called murder hotel in russian it's called the corpse theater and in chinese it's called the cannibal theater in arabic it's just called corpse so good 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 little titles across the world for this film this did hit netflix on the 22nd of october 2020 this had one nomination it was nominated at the uh gul rutan awards for best cinematography in a tv drama so not too bad there Critics, audiences, what are they saying? Rotten Tomatoes sits at 33% on nine reviews. That is rotten. The audience has it at 30%, so a little bit lower. That's on more than 100 ratings. IMDb sits at a six out of 10 on 46,000 ratings. And Letterboxd, it sits at a two and a half out of five on nearly 25,000 ratings. So actually a little bit surprised at how many people actually got on board to watch this film as well. Um, what are my thoughts? Uh, visually, this was good. I just, I just, it just wasn't told very well, and it, it didn't really expand on anything uh, in that short runtime. So, a little bit frustrated with this one. Uh, let's talk about the characters. We've got Lenora. Lenora, she's married to this guy called Jacob. They're struggling in this post-nuclear kind of world. Um, there's that guarantee of food and warmth, and, and this tempts Lenora to this entertainment show. Possibly because she's an actress or has been an actress in some part of her life herself too. There's these mental visions throughout and that idea of her daughter and looking out for her daughter and, and those thoughts about what's happening and, and maybe it's not real. But she's as positive as can be because her husband, Jacob, he's the complete opposite of her. He is always worried, um, in particular about their daughter, Alice. And, and this comes to fruition, I guess, once they go to this hotel where there's this show, this, this dinner, dine-in sort of show, which is run by Matthias. And he's running this show, offering free food, offering shelter. He's lost his own daughter in a fire in this hotel and, and hasn't been able to let go of her. So this is his way, I guess, is he's doing the right thing in supporting people in this community that's been run down and, and destroyed by war as well. The only other people we meet in this film are Lars, Catherine, and their daughter, Suzanne. So these are friends of um, the family of Jacob and Leo from the outside world. Um, and they're inside this hotel as well, trying to have a nice meal and enjoy a show. <laughs> um, the director, Gerard Herdell, 
good looking guy. I saw a photo of him. Good looking bloke. Uh, he's got seven directing credits, mainly shorts and music video clips. This is their feature debut, so uh, good on him. Good on him. I'd like to see some more stuff. What are some scenes that stood out? What are some things I didn't like? Things I liked. They're, they go on the, the show tour in this hotel, and there's this couple sort of going at it in a room, like sexually. And, and the parents are like, oh, whoops, keep going, Alice, to the little girl. So that was a little bit of an awkward moment. Um, the the paintings, the paintings throughout this film, they were pretty cool. They were, they were pretty cool throughout. And the whole Jacob trying to convince Leo to join the group towards the end of the film, it was him faking so he could take Lars out and then him dying. That was okay as well. So a couple of good moments there. Things I didn't like. I think the whole idea of Alice being named that so they could say, you know, come into my wonderland. Pretty ordinary. Uh, Leo finds an earring on the floor and identifies it as Catherine straight away. This, this is Lars's missing wife. That was just laughable because as if she'd remember exactly what earring she was wearing. Um, the envelope that Leo finds, it has a photo of her daughter with Matthias. Just laughable that he would have had enough time to get that photo taken, developed it, put it in the envelope, just silly. Uh, Leo finding hair. This is all about her finding things, really. She finds hair on the floor and says, oh, this is Alice's hair. How? How does she know it's her hair? And uh, finally, the revolution at the end where Leo slowly walks down the corridors with all the actors and the, the people there and she's pressing buttons and showing people the kitchen. That was laughable too. So a couple of ordinary things there. I guess the film's trying to say a lot through its themes and ideas though. That There's that idea of thinking positively. It can be hard at times, but you need to remember at times how to relax, look around, not being in this fantasy world, but believing. And, and that thing, the thing that people do for their kids, the lengths they'll go to, the idea of love, we need to feel love and we can face our fears. That idea that, you know, survival, um, the horrors of the world, the poor outnumber the rich. The rich do all they can to prevent the poor from realizing this and overpowering them at times too. And, and the rich, they take advantage of the poor. If something is too good to be true, it probably is. And that idea of imagination too, you've got to learn how to use it. Don't turn it off. You know, it's precious. That idea of dreaming is okay too. What did I take away from this film? I think the, the color, the design in this was good. So the cold blues at the start to, to highlight this desolate city, against those bright reds that you see once you're in that hotel world. Really good. And then obviously once they get out at the end too, that bright sunshine as they exit the world. I thought that was all right as well. Um, questions, ponderings, ideas, thoughts. How do you how do you survive? How do you stay alive in these desperate situations? Um, to be honest, <laughs> I'm not sure that turning to eating humans is something that I'd, I'd be doing. Um, I, th I think that's a bit of an extreme measure, but obviously it's a horror film and that's how they go with it. But that, that idea of survival too and how do you tie in morals and integrity? Because they often become harder when everyone's just out looking for themselves as well, which is, you know, a really hard thing in war times and things like that. And the film, the whole idea that, you know, they're looking for their daughter and they find this sweet fake blood throughout. Like, why? It's just like a, a dump to try and confuse the audience because we know, like, we know that actual bad things are happening. So you're not fooling us by doing that. Uh, that was a bit frustrating too. All right, we wrap the film up. We, we give the film a rating out of five. For me, I get like this isn't the worst horror film you're gonna see. It just it doesn't stand out, and it's really not scary. There, there's some good gory scenes, I guess, but you don't really have a strong enough connection with the characters to worry about them or fear for them. So I'm gonna miss a two out of five. Two out of five for me. We're on socials. We've got Instagram, Facebook, and X, formerly known as Twitter. The question that I want to put out there is just in relation to the end of the film. Will Lenora and Alice fare better in the world at the end of the film? Like they walk out into the sunshine. Are they gonna go back to their little tiny flat or are they going to go back to the world of the performance in the hotel or are they going to try and go somewhere else what's, what's the answer i don't know um it would have been nice to have some sort of resolution i guess all right i'm done that was 
that was a struggle with that. You can probably tell I've, I've lost my voice a little bit too. So this has been a tough one. We're back next week. Next week, we have the 2020 animated musical called Over the Moon. This one's directed by Glenn Keane and stars the voices of Kathy Ang, Philippa Su, Ken Jeong, John Chow, Ruthie Ann Miles, Margaret Cho, and Sandra Oh. Got that one next week. Good. I love an animated film, so I'm excited to see that one. As always, thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you next week.